be settled in your life and as ordinary as the bourgeois in order to be fierce and original in your works. Gustave Flaubert Hello and welcome to The Mirror. I'm Justin Reed and I've just been thinking about the fact that I think I'm recording these episodes what is likely going to be uh, a lot that there's going to be a, a quite amount of time distance between when I record them and when I upload them like you would think a standard project like this you'd probably record it and release it either as soon as it's recorded or it would be you know within the week or the next week well depending on the project if it was like a narrative project maybe you would sort of develop it all in one go and then stagger it over a certain amount of time and that's kind of the approach that I'm taking with this despite this not being narrative but just like as I sort of outlined in the first episode that um, it's important to me to sort of come to these things when it feels right as opposed to you know pressuring myself to just like create something for the sake of it which seems very antithetical to my own philosophies about art and to my own feelings about the process and I think that's like an interesting way to create that sense of burnout within yourself that you know a lot of people talk about especially in this day and age and well I realize that that's going to be a key component of this project for me and that's just how it needs to be to make it worthwhile and for me to you know receive that sense of value or catharsis or whatever you want to call it by you know recording these ideas and putting them out there but this week I kind of want to talk about something that I wouldn't I wouldn't say it goes against that philosophy but it is sort of an interesting counter point that I've been thinking about as well and I guess we can dig into like it's not about my project it's not about the mirror per se but we can use that as sort of a little jumping off point and a lens um, to look at this through but I really wanted to talk about the sort of twin ideas of like discipline and freedom which aren't exactly like you know two sides of the of a different coin oh, that's a bad analogy um you know they're, they're not like complete opposites like um but but oh, well they they sort of can be seen that way but the way i see them is like it's kind of like that the adage of like you know you can't have sunshine without rain uh pleasure without pain like you sort of can't really like I believe you can't sort of really appreciate freedom without having some kind of um, discipline or, or um, you know sort of like ethic of of work in your life and I'm, I'm wary of using the term hard work or like especially terms like hustle because I think what they kind of create or what they are synonymous with is this culture of you know um, internet hustling and and side hustle the, the Gary V type YouTube the the things you'll see if you look for it anywhere on any internet corner but a lot of it is just kind of like you know a lot of words and not really much meaning it's kind of like you know saying things for the sake of saying them you can read entire books now there are entire genres about hard work quote unquote and hustling that sort of you can just read and take absolutely nothing from because there is no substance to that like and I guess what I I want to try and outline hopefully is like sort of like how how we can use you know 
discipline and how we can use a, a good work ethic to achieve that kind of freedom that I think artistically minded people and realistically anyone and everyone I think is yearning for in some way you know it, whether it's whether it's retirement working towards retirement whether it's you know just not wanting to work 50 to 60 hours a week like that's totally understandable um, especially in economic situations such as those that we've found ourselves in in the last year and and you know even even well before that things sort of weren't in an ideal state for a lot of people but you know as someone who has been running their own business for the last two and a half uh, two yeah two years and has had what I guess you could call a lot of freedom I've actually felt a lot of anguish alongside this freedom and I guess what I've come to think or, or feel rather is that it's because I don't have a sense of discipline it's because I don't actually have sort of a a mastering of my craft and part of that comes with you know having spent the last five years learning this craft but learning it in such a way that I haven't really enjoyed and you know you're not always going to enjoy work you're not always going to enjoy working hard like that's probably not possible in most scenarios but you would at least think working in a creative field professionally that you would receive that kind of you know enjoyment or I I don't want to just focus on pleasure like I don't want to just say it's about deriving pleasure from it but at least some sense of like accomplishment or pride or and hey maybe this is just you know the way my brain processes things like the better you get at something the more you feel worse about it like that kind of imposter syndrome but I I do think there is some truth to this because um, a big I guess a big part of like what's happened in my career and where I'm at with things at the moment is that I'm truly waking up to the fact as I've mentioned previously that I'm not enjoying the current trajectory of my filmmaking career I'm not enjoying solely doing it for commercial reasons and you know the actually the very nature of only doing it uh or or doing it you know full-time or professionally in a commercial context leaves no desire or interest to pursue it in a more creative context than any kind of you know personal project or or a narrative work or even experimental work like there is just not that desire inside me to pick up a camera and do something the exceptions to this are when I have been traveling um, and that's because when it comes to travel you are you know you're in this new place you're you're responding to a place or new people or or time and it's it's Um, it's completely fresh to you so you're exploring it and you're understanding it and it's a useful way to understand things is to capture them or try and see them in a certain way or just try and like you know recreate or or create memories for yourself and that would be the exception and it's definitely uh, very few and far between those occasions and often um, you know as time has gone on I will find myself feeling like I should pull out my camera not from a sense of desire to capture and film and enjoy and you know create some kind of personal project but rather than the feeling like oh I better not waste this opportunity I better create something from this and that's again like that's another sense of like like you're on holiday and you're telling yourself I'm telling myself 
oh, you should do work right now because otherwise you're wasting the opportunity. You're squandering, you know, this experience of a new place and time and like wonderful things that will enrich you in certain ways. You're going to squander them if you don't film them. Uh, as we know from, well, I won't say as we know, but as um, studies have shown, like if you experience a place through literally taking lots of photos or filming it the whole time, you don't have any kind of the same kind of emotional resonance as you do as if just experiencing it and walking around and being in the place and soaking it in. Like when you think back on those things, when you look back at those photos, you don't really feel much of anything, if anything at all, compared to, you know, drawing back upon it in your memory through conversation or, or, you know, maybe, maybe you see a photo online of it and it sparks something in your mind. Um, so yeah, the, the, the places where, I've enjoyed my career. I've been quite few and far between recently. And I think what I'm importantly starting to realize is that I've, you've got to listen to yourself. Like you, you, you know, I think everyone knows on some level sort of where their dissatisfaction or misery is coming from. Like you may not be able to articulate it. That's the difference. And often you need to practice that. And that comes through, you know, self-reflection and expression journaling but also talking about it with other people whether that's loved ones whether that's um you know seeing uh, seeking professional help through therapy some kind of mediation in that way and actually being able to you know access these feelings and articulate them in a useful way so you can kind of get them out of you and then you can start working you know working on them and working towards maybe a, a better um, ideal state for your future like something that's uh, you know more that aligns with your values something that you can see yourself doing and that's always going to change over time you know like it, it's I, I remember when I was at university we were learning about creative arts careers and a statistic that re was really interesting to me is that you know my parents generation those who are you know around the age of 50 probably 50 to 60 um they or well especially you know generations before that people who are age 70 to 100 they in their lifetime on average had one maybe two different jobs or careers you know they often stayed in their jobs um for a long time once they had a skill that's what they did and you'll meet a lot of older people who who you can see that experience with that's not everyone but that's just like a you know a, a capturing of of a you know that that age group most people had that experience whereas my generation you know people aged 20 to 35 maybe a bit older maybe up up to 40 will likely have seven to eight different careers in their lifetime so that's not just okay i am working within this industry i'm going to have seven or eight different jobs that's likely you will bounce from career to career and you know what the data doesn't tell you and i guess what you kind of have to extrapolate and theorize yourself or read further on it is that well one reason for this is you know economic precarity and you know people people not being able to have like the job security that they used to have because that's just where we are with our society that's the economic situation and that's a material fact that we have to deal with but it's also kind of the fact of like i think 
we have more option available to us now. So we're always kind of thinking about what is what is the next thing or if we're not feeling that satisfaction uh, or, you know, even some kind of pleasure in our work or our career, we will leave that and seek something else. Ideally, you know, if you're feeling that way, if you're so inclined and thinking, okay, this I've done it for a while. It was great at a point, but it's getting to a point where, you know, I really don't enjoy it you probably shouldn't double down on it. You should probably go and look for something else. And, you know, that's where I'm at is like, I'm now listening to the voice inside my head and having a realization that I've been doing commercial filmmaking for five years in varying capacities, but pretty much full time for the last three and a half to four. And the voice in my head that I have finally been able to articulate only just this week from talking to a friend uh, in depth about this, that I've been waiting for this moment, this this hammer to fall, as I called it, of like, oh, maybe this project will be the project that I look forward to doing and I do it and I'm keen to jump in and finish it. And then when I'm finished it, I'm proud of it. And that moment has not come. There have been some moments along the way. And again, I will sort of point out that the majority of these have well some of them have been from achieving some kind of like either technical mastery you know some kind of specific um shot or some kind of specific way of filming or editing technique and the other ones have come from like you know finishing or or managing a large project that was challenging but you know you you receive some kind of like worthwhile um feelings from that from from the from the fact of like cool that didn't all fall apart and go to hell it went well and those are really important and I think you can probably find that in any circumstance of your your work you know like I used to work as a retail salesperson and like I remember we had a you know a massive sales day and I sold almost twenty thousand dollars worth of uh, electronics and I was super stoked because, you know, that's a, that's a major achievement. That's not something that happens every day and that's something you should be proud of, but it doesn't mean that because of that fact, because I achieved something in that line of work, that that's what I should do. Um, unfortunately when you succeed in things, people, well, fortunately and unfortunately people tell you great work, you're awesome. Look at you go, you're a natural, whatever, you know, things like that. And then if you're not super sure about where you're at and what you want, like, you know, you'll, you'll kind of take that on board and go, well, hey, maybe I should be a salesperson. Maybe I should be a commercial filmmaker. Maybe I should be a baker, whatever it is, you know, whatever the thing is, if you have some kind of achievement, some kind of like endeavor goes successfully, um, there are forces within yourself and other people externally that can sort of reinforce that inside of you to keep you on that track um granted not everyone feels this not everyone always has these experiences i guess and some people just toil and labor and in work and and never have any sort of sense of mastery or artistry or creativity or in saying that the work they do is so sort of like invisible to society or you know not uh glamorous or instagrammable in in any type of way that they would ever actually celebrate it. You know, like people who work retail jobs for 15 to 20 years fucking keep those 
those ships afloat you know keep those businesses running like know where everything is know how to deal with every little quirk of a computer system they've had to put up with for 15 years and without that knowledge without that experience like you wouldn't have the same you know you just wouldn't have like the same success of the operation but again that's not like something seemingly worth celebrating in the culture because it's not glamorous because it's not hashtag hard work it's not hashtag hustle every day and with all this in mind you know with all this in mind like I think it's important that with what you do with with how you decide to spend your time whether you have a lot of free time or very little uh, time because you know you are working so much and you're so alienated from any type of free time I think it's worth investing your time into something that you can form like a sense of discipline from and from that discipline I think you will find a sense of freedom and allow me to sort of like sketch this out a bit more because I've been thinking about this for a few weeks and I'm just sort of I guess just sort of getting to a place where I kind of think I know what I'm talking about but I'm not quite sure yet and I'll use the example of my work in that because so much of what I do is based around being on a computer, you know, it's really difficult for me. And this is a case, this is probably something that other people could relate to. It's really difficult for me to focus on the task at hand when you can just open up any other thing on the internet and get that, you know, that, um, sweet, sweet sort of like hit of dopamine from watching a YouTube video from, (laughs) you know, just reading about something as opposed to like pushing pixels around in, in Photoshop or on a website or in my case, in a video editing software. And I find it really hard to like sit down and complete these things in one part because of the distraction and because you are, you know, literally like you have this machine in your hand that is capable of so much. And we are so used to just being able to do anything access anything at any time that because of that how can we possibly you know focus on one area and I know there's books about this I know there's lots of study I know there's people who who will tell you ways to do it and I'm I just feel like I'm not the kind of person who can very easily do that and I'm getting there I think I'm getting there like we talk about discipline and like part of that is attention span I think and you know like I feel like and I have I've been unable to read a book to finish a book for like the last five to six years and that has been with having more free time you know with working jobs that I am not you know I'm not actively engaging with other people or or the material world as you're sitting at home on the computer more and more or sitting in an office on a computer more and more you are becoming so um, used to this screen-based experience you're becoming so I'm become, I've become so used to interacting with a screen that like the fear of it you know chips being embedded in our brains is like almost redundant I think because you feel that like muscle reflex of of having a phone in your hand and you you feel that desire and that like I don't know, I, it's almost libidinal in a way to like search something on the internet and have a result come back and to learn some knowledge like incredibly quickly. 
um, it, it's a little bit an orbit. Unfortunately, it's very short term. It's very, very quick. And because it's so quick, we don't need to have attention spans anymore. We don't need to have any type of discipline and like research and understanding. So we have a higher volume of information coming through our brains, which means that there's more information going out and less being retained. There's something about the written word and the tactile experience of a book where you're reading left to right, top to bottom, you know, in Western society, it's different in other places, but, you know, left to right, top to bottom of the page. And there's, there's nothing else to look at. There's nothing to distract you. There's no flashing advertisement. There's no other links to click through. There's no other tabs on the screen. I realize this is not like a revolutionary thing that I'm pointing out, but again, like sometimes you just uh, more often than not, you, you need to articulate these things for yourself. If, if, if not for anything else, just for yourself to understand like, okay, this is what's happening to me psychologically and physiologically. And this phenomenon is probably having a bad effect on me. And it's definitely had a bad effect on me. I, I've, I've seen so many, um, you know, so many news articles articulate the same thing. And, and there's like reactions to this, the, the slow home movement, like the idea of, you know, like, screen free time like 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 we had like we lived screen free existences for so long but now it's like a a luxury you know that like to to be free of a screen is something that only the most like disciplined or, or worthy or uh you know certain status kind of people in our society will deserve or even think is something worth looking for and i think it's it's disappointing that like I was I've been disappointed in myself and I felt a guilt and a stress up until this year when I finally been able to finish some books um but I still have the feeling I still have that sort of being sucked back into the vortex of the screen the ease of it you know the the ability of it to just sort of capture you um but I I know personally that I um I can't continue in this way not only just because of sort of like the mental health effects, but because being on <laughs> computers, holding cameras and being on my phone hours and hours a day. And I mean, at this point, my average is something like between on a really good month, it'll be like two hours a day on average on my phone on a, on an okay month. Like, you know, it'll be like four to five hours a day on my phone. And that is, crazy but I also know that that's not even close to pushing what some people are like and that has had a physical effect on me as well my neck muscles have completely reoriented to sort of like set in place the way that I naturally text like I you know you lean if you can picture yourself texting or maybe you're holding your phone in your hand right now you can sort of feel the muscles in your hand and your wrist your shoulder and your neck and the way that like just sit there and, and think about and, you know, take a note of how your neck is sitting and how your arm is tensing and how your, your, you know, your wrist and your thumb and your fingers are sitting and just do that compoundingly over and over again, every single day for hours and hours for years, your body will actually adapt to that because our bodies are incredibly adaptable, which I learned from physiotherapy based on this this neck pain that I have and so I can feel right now as I'm doing that movement I'm not holding a phone but I can feel 
if not pain, at least some kind of like tension or some kind of like, um, I don't know what you call it. Like just a, yeah, just a tension where like my body is like so over being in this position and it's not, it's not good. You know, um, (laughs) it's, it's something that it literally gives me pain some days to the point where I can't, I can't do anything. Uh, yesterday it, the neck pain, which is based off the shoulder pain, which is, you know, reacting to the way that you're, you're sitting and, um, you know, staying in these positions all the time. It gives me, it gave me a headache to such a point where I just couldn't do anything all day except try and drink lots of lots of water, you know. Um, so it's, <laughs> that's, that's my personal story. Not trying to be, not trying to be a sub story, but just trying to like give some, again, like putting some, you know, some, uh, some like words, um, you know explaining the feeling like explaining it a bit further bringing it out of bringing that idea out of the dark and putting it into the light because you know one one way you can have more discipline in your life to get better is to not sort of be beholden to these things that cause you mental and physical anguish and it's easier said than done I understand but you know, I'm at a point now where I'm 26 years old and I don't want to be feeling like this for the rest of my life. I don't want to feel like, well, this is as good as it's going to get. Like my body feels terrible every single day when I wake up and it feels like, you know, my neck got worse overnight. Well, okay, I need to do something about that. So I see a physiotherapist at this point, I'm now working out every single day to try and work on these problems. And it takes time. It takes months. Um, you know, weeks and months to sort of fix these things and get stronger. But at the same time, the more I've done it, the more I've had that sense of like, okay, this is not so bad. You know, the first few months were really uncomfortable to do any kind of working out because when you're just sitting on a computer all day long and, you know, you haven't been active in years, it can be really challenging. So you have to start small. And I just started small with, you know, some resistance band work and like some basically vertical push-ups like opening a doorway and just like doing push-ups um you know sort of like on a slight angle to vertical and yeah just like pushing your body pushing your body through uh through the open doorway and away from it and that's like it it sounds like super easy but I mean it it may not be it wasn't easy for me to start that way I have no qualms admitting that because I think it's useful to kind of get an idea of like okay well you know this is where you've got to start and again like I know I know so much of what I'm saying is incredibly obvious to some people but to others it may not be and also just because you kind of like know it like you've heard it or you've read it or people have said it to you doesn't always mean that you'll understand what it looks like in practice and for me it's taken a long time and it's still taking a long time to get to that point but now I'm at a point where I feel like if I don't do my stretches today or if I don't do these exercises then I'm gonna I'm just gonna go backwards you know I'm gonna continue to be in this pain and I don't want that anymore so I spend one to two hours every day doing that as well as going for some kind of like you know lengthy walk or walk with a little bit of running whatever it is like you've got to you've got to start somewhere and I will say while I'm still 
you know, while I'm still early days, I can feel at least some strength returning to my body in a way that I haven't felt since I was like really into going to gym like five years ago, six years ago, something like that. And it feels good, you know. We can, we can, ex- like, you can extend this further, I think, into your life and into your creative arts practice. And the reason why I talk, I, I mentioned at the top of the episode that I wanted to talk about discipline and freedom is that, you know, that sense of discipline allows you to. It allows you to focus, it allows you to improve, it allows you to look back and kind of say, okay, this is where I've come from and this is where I'm going. And sometimes it's going to feel hard, but that's kind of the point is to like feel some kind of resistance in your life. You know, it's like tempering steel. It's like the pressure you put on coal to create diamonds like that that concept again very cliche but i'm finally starting to understand it and understanding it in terms of like art creation what i've come to realize is that like for me to be able to be a good artist i need to have life experiences outside of art and from the age of 14 to 15 when i went okay i want to do something creative i want to be into music to you know, getting to where I am now 10 years later, being a commercial filmmaker and just feeling like I'm, I'm weak and lazy, not just in, not just in body, but also of mind. And I think that's a, it's a sad place to be, but it's also an opportunity. And I'm not looking at, I'm not looking at it as like, okay, I should pity myself. I'm looking at it as like, okay, this is great. Like I'm, just realizing this now at age 26, like I need to go and do something else. And what I'm considering doing is either getting some kind of like trade, like, you know, some kind of carpentry or learning some kind of like physical, um, laborious skill as a job, as a career, so that I can one, build a sense of like, you know, being in the, being in the world, being in the community, like, building things you know like understanding what it's like to construct something not just being the sort of end user at at the end of a computer pipeline where yeah sure I'm filming something and cutting something together but ultimately it's other people's work that I'm just sort of bringing the vision to life it's not my own and when it comes to my own work I have no discipline because I've never learnt I've never learnt like that craft from that way I had I had some years where I was quite prolific with making music and the music I was making was pretty terrible for a long time, but I got to a point where some of it was getting a lot better and I don't know exactly what happened, but I just got to this certain point. I think I made like the best song I'd ever made. I I almost finished it. I spent hours and hours on it in a way that I hadn't with other songs. Like things were finally starting to click and then I just stopped doing music. If I had to, if I had to investigate why it was because at that time at university, I was learning other things like photography and getting into video and they were exciting me as well. And I kind of didn't have a lot of time to study, make music, take photos and make videos all at the same time. But also I was in a band at the time and that's kind of like where I looked at like, okay, well, I guess this is my musical outlet. 
but I never really wrote anything for that band. I never really felt like it was the right place or the right fit for me, even though it felt natural and I definitely contributed a lot and I enjoyed being in it. But towards the end, I just kind of realized that like, oh, okay, I'm holding back my ideas because they just won't fit here. Like this is just not the space for my ideas to fit. So, you know, all those things kind of led me to not doing music again until years later when I come back and I'm even more undisciplined. Um, I realize I'm kind of getting really tangential on this one, but it is just, it is just a fresh thought for me still that I'm trying to work out. And I think there's some ways like what, as I mentioned about like the career changes, like I want to, and I've said it from the start of this project, I want to make art that is expressive, that comes from me, that is not based on a calculation from an algorithm or what an audience is saying or, you know, it's not just this like reactionary piece of content that's just basically saying, okay, well, right now this project, this topic is, is trending and that's what I'm going to talk about or that's what I'm going to create about. And I think unfortunately, as I've outlined, like there is only going to be more and more of that going forward, but rather, you know, something that I feel like needs to be in the world and that is coming from some place inside of me. And to do that, I kind of need freedom and I will never have that when I spend my days and weeks creating films for other people because I'm constantly in that headspace and then but like a you know the sort of commercialized mindset headspace of like okay how can we do this as quickly as possible what's the most economic way like you know how can we sort of like create this beautiful imagery but there's no real thought about like meaning or you know like a process there's no sketching involved definitely not there's there's a little bit you know in terms of like storyboarding or you know just like a little bit of a script or whatever but there's never like a sense of like we're going to go out and test shoot this or we're going to go out and you know spend a lot of time like working on this to get it to like where it needs to be or where I feel it needs to be your commercial work is kind of operating in the opposite way regardless of how much money is being flown around like it it just it just doesn't happen or if it does happen it's very very few and far between I need to you know because I'm doing that I'm I'm then switching gears when I'm filmmaking I'm then going when I'm doing it for my own personal projects I'm then approaching it in a completely different way but using the same skills and the same resources because of that I'm not going to feel satisfied because I'm burnt out on it because I've done so much of it already it's like well I don't have any interest left in this anymore for me to become a better artist to have some kind of discipline within my filmmaking I first need to reapproach it and re-engage it as an art form as like uh, you could use the word hobby but I would probably use the word as like a you know, like personal expression and my work, my career, my income should be something different, something that kind of like separates me from that, uh, from my art creation in a way so that I can kind of turn around and go, okay, I'm ready. I've experienced something like I've built something. I've worked with my hands. I'm now ready to have something to say because I'm interacting with the world. 
I'm not just interacting with small businesses and local musicians who, you know, as amazing people as they may be, what we are doing is transactional. Like that's what we're doing. So there's never going to be that meaning out of it. There's never going to be that, you know, deeper art creation, no matter what we think, no matter how much we tell ourselves. And I've told myself this time and time again, that this one means something that this has a meaning because I came up with the concept, but at the end of the day, it's still an advertisement. You're still selling something. You're still promoting something. And that's not what art is. Like that is commerce. That is advertisement. That is, that is not art to me. And I'm glad I see that now. I'm glad I feel that way. Other people may feel differently, but I, I don't think that you can kind of show me an advertisement anymore. And like, I've been seeing some of my own work and other people's advertisement work and you see it and you're just like, there is just, this is just hollow. Like this just doesn't mean anything. (laughs) So that's where I feel like I need to be at is I need to be in the world. And, you know, then from the discipline of learning a craft, a new craft, a new trade career, whatever it is, that I'm starting from scratch that I'm coming into blind, I will teach myself discipline that I can then transfer to my artwork, you know, to that time. And like the idea of freedom is not, I need as much free time as possible. And, you know, cause again, you still need to make an income. So I feel like I need to separate those two things and to feel that freedom in my expression, to feel like I can, take it where I need it to go or where I want it to go. I need to have some kind of discipline in other areas in my life, you know, because I really feel it every day. Like that lack of discipline makes it very difficult for me to, to finish things, to stay committed to this because my heart's just not in it anymore. Because like I said, I've basically bastardized the, the, the artwork, the art form that I love to just sell it to the highest bidder. And I would hope that other people in a similar situation may take something of value from that. I mean, it, it really depends. It depends. Everyone will be different. Everyone will have a different idea. But just to speak a little bit outside myself, every single filmmaker I know doesn't really watch movies. Like, they watch, they watch the mainstream hits, which is fine, but they don't know anything about sort of like and again, they don't have to, but I think if you want to, and they probably don't always see themselves as an artist, but I do have friends that class themselves as an artist, but they're not, they don't engage with the art form. They don't watch particularly, um, you know, great works of film art. They don't engage with other art forms. A lot of the time they, they also don't, create any type of works outside of their commercial art you know outside of the commercials that they make and i have had many conversations and this is this was before i could kind of articulate these things to myself but i've had many conversations about sort of a dissatisfaction that we all have because we're not you know creating our art we're not taking our visions out into the world and you don't do that because you're one sort of alienated from the idea of creating art because your art is having the meaning squashed out of it every single time that you create a commercial and 
it's also the fact that you know all we're doing is making videos that's all we do for a career so when it comes to well what do i want to talk about in my art what do i want to put out there into the world that's all we have to talk about (laughs) and that doesn't make for very interesting art it makes for interesting content and that's why it's very popular on youtube and that's you know what you could even say the mirror is it is content based around my experience except rather than me trying to you know directly transfer my skills I'm more talking about like philosophy and like the theorizing about a way forward I think and the process of like creating art as opposed to here's some like here's a tutorial on how to do this skill that I've learned so there's a lot of dissatisfaction and no one is chasing it I'm not chasing it they're not chasing it we're not chasing down the art because of course like again you if if you're a if you're a plumber if you're a builder you spend 40 hours a week 50 hours a week doing that you don't necessarily want to go home and do plumbing for another 10 hours like some people may but I would argue that probably most people don't and sure maybe you you might say well you can't compare the two because you know plumbing is not a hobby or it's not an art form or something like that and it's like well that may be true and people may never see it that way but it's not like you know I randomly get a paycheck paid based on going out and making experimental films that I want to make and traveling like that's not what I get paid to do I get paid to make commercials so you're still being alienated from the idea of making art even though you're in the creative industry and I would potentially even argue that being in that position is probably even worse than having a job outside of it because at least in your other job being so alienated you know using your labor in the way that you are you then feel like okay I need to go and express something I need to express something beyond this job that I don't feel like um, is what's inside of me like what I need to express I can't do that within this job Whereas in filmmaking, you can delude yourself that you are. You can delude yourself and, you know, there's an element of it. You can definitely, like I said, look at a project and say, wow, I'm proud I finished that. Or how good was the lighting in that? Or this scene's editing and cinematography was amazing. Like there will always be that element, but that is not the same thing. That is like a technical expression, you know. That is just like, cool, I achieved this technical thing. It's not something about the human condition it's not sort of like telling you about like your place in the world and time it's not you know relating to others it's not even you know maybe just some like pure expression of rage or fear or anxiety or depression or whatever it may be you know like I think as this project goes on I'll still continue to define what I feel like art is and you know how you can define art but you're not going to get that from a commercial filmmaking career or very few people will so I think me being in another situation where my income and my career at least on some level is outside of that bubble it will allow me to have more life experiences and then ideally because it will be more structured of a career and I guess I'm talking about something like a a trade or a craft where you learn it and you invest that time into 
learning from no skills up to a skilled person and that could change it could be something else but that's my wavelength at the moment with it Um, it will allow you to build that discipline and then when it comes to your time where you create your art you would then have that freedom you know so that's the the sort of like the two not conflicting ideas but like the two ideas interlocked of discipline and freedom i also think that it's important to have discipline within your craft and there are ways to do that and i've heard some sort of like really good really good like approaches and they're all basically the same thing and they will probably work differently for different people but i think if you are looking for a way to you know enhance your craft and you know build that discipline and build it into not just like okay i do art but i kind of do it five times a year if you want it to be something that you have a good go of and you become not just more prolific if that's important to you but like skilled and you know have a unique voice that you're developing you can approach things in this way and i would say try them out and see what works for you um the first one was i met a musician that i filmed a documentary about uh tara grimard and she told me when i was interviewing her that she used to sort of do music all the time as she was growing up but then she had kids and after she had kids she sort of didn't have an opportunity to play music at all because you know she was a mother now and she didn't have that same free time that she had so she had to raise her kids for a few years as people do but when she kind of when they got to a bit of an older age and she knew that she could you know make some time to make art again to make her music she had to build a kind of discipline and the task she set herself was doing one hour a day and I really liked this and the way she explained it was that you know that one hour a day is my time like after I put the kids to bed you know in the evening I come into my studio you know she has a beautiful little studio set up where everything's ready to go and she will just work for an hour on whatever that idea may be whatever that you know that part of the song or a new idea whatever it is and then at the end of the hour she puts everything down and she goes great that was you know that was my hour and I I dedicated to it I committed to it and I achieved something and you chip at it you know you know you you um you you chip away at it every single day and before you know it like you're making this progress that you didn't think was possible and I've tried this admittedly I didn't (laughs) stick to it very long but it was because you know this is her artistic expression for me I tried to do it with my commercial filmmaking and very soon I fell into that same rut of like oh god I'm hating this I'm not enjoying doing this so you know but for the the first few times that I did it it was very worthwhile and I still have that in my mind sometimes when I'm sitting down to do some editing that it's like okay if I can just just get an hour out of this then I can put it away and I can come back to it tomorrow and it has been very useful I have been able to sort of like get things done on a quicker timeline than I thought was possible because you know suddenly cutting down a four-hour interview into a five-minute video doesn't seem like this huge big thing when you feel like you have to tackle the beast all at the same time 
And so that was, yeah, that was like a really useful one. And a friend of mine did a similar thing at the start of this year where when the new year started, he started writing like his his goal was one song every day for 30 days. I think he ended up doing about 17 of them. But what's amazing is that like he sat down every day and tried to come up with like, I think it was just sort of like, like he's in a metal band. He just sort of tried to do you know like sort of like some riffs and then put some drums and stuff underneath it but because of that he ran into all these like difficulties with like his audio interface and his software wasn't good enough for his computer so he had to like figure out how to optimize it and he would have all these issues but he would still be like well I need to get this done every day and he yeah ended up coming up with about like 17 like unique different tracks and in the meantime he learned how to use his platform you know his his recording software and his gear like better than he ever had because he was just you know hands-on tools every single day and even though he didn't meet his goal of 30 songs his band have now written like six to eight new songs in the span of like nine months or something like that and a lot of it was based on those songs that he wrote or at least like the early iterations of the songs were based on that so it's amazing what you can like get out of it. And especially if you're, you know, you're say a painter or or you're doing illustration or something like that, like just working on like smaller scale works or like sketches and things like that, um, will build like the foundations for a better and bigger idea down the track. And you won't even realize like that you're kind of like planting that seed at the time. Um, but again, it's not about like the, the song one is a good one because it's about like, OK, at the end of every session, I'm going to have a product. But depending on the type of artwork you make, that might not be very practical. Like for me, if I say I'm going to go and film a short film, one minute film every day, it's definitely possible. But that can take hours and hours and hours and I might not have that time. And to be honest, that might not be a better way to approach it, because for me, one of the skills that I need to learn is how to tell longer stories, how to, you know, invest people in a longer narrative as opposed to just showing them a highlights reel that goes for one to two minutes. So I might be better suited like going, okay, I'm just going to spend that one hour a day. It, it really depends on the kind of art you're creating. So you can kind of get a, you know, a different idea of what works for you. But that discipline is, is very important. And the last one, well, second last one is, again, like you can see a trend here, but um, the miniature painters, John and Scott from the Trapped Under Plastic Miniature Painting podcast, John, his, his, his goal is even more simplified in that he, his goal isn't to paint one miniature every day or to you know, spend one hour painting every day. His goal for discipline is to sit down and put paint on your paintbrush every single day. And that's an interesting one psychologically, um, psychologically, because it's so simple, right? There's no, there's no guilt. There's no pressure on top of that. It's just as simple as I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have my paint equipment ready and I'm going to open a paint pot, dip my paintbrush in, and that's as far as you need to get. But realistically, 
when you're sitting there and you're all ready to go at your painting station and there's paint on your paintbrush and your wet palette is wet, you're probably going to put some paint on a miniature. You know, that's a, that's that goes for 2D painting as well. That probably goes for, you know, any type of sculptural, sculptural, any type of like physical material of just like, okay, if I just set up the material and then have, you know, clay in my hand, you're probably going to do something with it. But even if you don't, even if you decide, you know what, I'm just so tired, I'm so exhausted, um, or there is something else going on or it's just not possible, you haven't broken your deal with yourself. You've still kept your discipline in place. You've still followed the guidelines you set out, like the thing that you want to achieve for that day. But I would say probably nine, eight, nine times out of ten, or possibly even likelier than that, you're going to paint something. And it's okay if you just decide, all right, I'm just going to paint these flowers in this corner, or I'm just going to paint, you know, this surface of this 3D model that I've been painting or working on. That doesn't matter because by the end of a week of just painting a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, you're going to be a lot further along than if you felt guilty all week and you went, oh God, I should really be painting, but I can't possibly paint if I don't finish something because that's a problem I've always had. And I, I don't really know why, but I guess it's because this idea of like the finished article that we need to, you know, always be just like <laughs> finishing things as soon as possible. And I guess like I would throw out another quote from Joseph Stalin, which is quantity is a quality all of its own. And like granted he was talking about, you know, he was probably talking about just the amount of people in the USSR in regards to like, you know, working together with, with their ideology of communism, but, or it could have been a war quote. I'm not quite sure, but I think it's a great one because, you know, the more you do something, like the more repetitions you get in, just like exercise, just like, you know, building things, the better you're going to be at it. Like it's always going to be that way. You know, there's, there's something to be said for that discipline and you know you've always got to be intentional as well you can't just be like oh well I'm just gonna I'm just gonna paint this thing and I'm not gonna ever get any better like you want to be coupling this all of this with like a crippling um not crippling with like a a critical eye for what you're doing and where you're at and kind of reassessing you know I often will watch my videos back and I always get different feelings at different points and often the most common feeling is a little bit of like a little bit of a cringe from what I've done. And it's often because if I really were to think about it, it's because I know that I was a bit lazy when I shot it. And unfortunately, when it comes to editing, there's only so much you can do about that. And that laziness is what is making me cringe. But at the very least, I can recognize it and go, okay, that's a problem. How can I how can I get away from that? How can I stop doing that in future? Or how can I, you know, improve these things? The other, the other thing with me is like just working with actors. I just have barely done it. You know, the style of like commercial filmmaking is rarely like working with actors at my level. It's just people who work in a business. So you're getting them to like smile fakely to each other. And granted, you know, I make things feel natural. Like that's, my whole style but it's like oh this is <laughs> what is the point of this you know <laughs> 
So yeah, th- those are some interesting ways I think you can approach like discipline within your within your craft. Um, another similar one, sorry, I just remembered is drawing one straight line a day if you're an illustrator or a painter, which is, you know, that's that's very similar to putting the paint on your brush every day. But again, it's very simple. And if you do that over time, it compounds. I think it's incredibly, incredibly useful. If you're if you're a photographer, you can you can experiment with analog film photography because it can help you not just like aesthetically, not just cool film is cool like that is a part of it, but more so like the process of only working with 24 to 36 shots on a roll of film, the cost involved, the effort like and it may be expensive for a lot of people, but there are more affordable ways to do it. There's very cheap film you can buy. There is also you know you don't have to go all out you can do your research you can get into it in different ways but i think it's incredibly um useful way to approach something and also because like you really you become incredibly intentional about what you're shooting you know you stop to get the exposure right you get the focus right you get the composition right if you're not happy with it you'll move your feet because sure you can crop things later but you're really thinking about composition you're really thinking about intentionality while you're doing it Um, I found it incredibly useful and I only really use analog film when I travel but that's because I really I really like that process of being slow and not always like having my phone with me to take lots of photos I've got 20 no sorry I've got 50,000 plus photos on my phone I'm never going to look at them all the time and that's again probably a lack of discipline is just going well I can take a photo of this so I may as well. It's the same problem as like being on the internet all the time versus reading a book. And reading a book does increase your language skills. It does increase your memory, like your retention of like things that happened in your life and like articulation, you know. The only reason I guess I'm as articulate as I am is because I read so many books as a child. But I remember being more articulate than this. I remember being able to uh, you know, present my thoughts in a better way than I do now. And I would attribute it to my internet usage and abuse. Honestly, it's not great, (laughs) but, um, I'll, I'll sort of start to wrap it up here. And I just sort of wanted to leave you with a quote that I heard on a episode of reply all, which is a podcast, but you know, I can't remember which episode it was, but I don't think it particularly matters but it was just about this idea that like, you know, mold and disease grows in the dark and, you know, we need sunlight in our lives physically, but also in terms of like our thoughts and ideas. Like we need to let our ideas and expression out into the world. We need to put pen to paper and paint to brush and, and light to film as often as we can because it helps us understand the world. Art helps, helps us process you know who we are and what we're going through and and how we feel in often in ways that we don't quite understand because it can get in touch with a subconscious and like you know david lynch talks a lot about this like there is light and dark in the world and we must sort of have a balance between them you know to take it even further you would you would think about what what carl jung the um philosopher psychologist uh referred to as our shadow self which is like you know, those sort of dark thoughts and desires and sort of like invasive things and evil parts of us that are within us, 
if we don't engage with our shadow, if we don't bring it into the light, put it out into the world, whether it's journaling, whether it's channeling it into art, you know, if we feel like everything we do needs to have this like positive spin on it and we can't talk about or express dark things and eventually that dark thing inside of us will just continue to to you know mold and fester until it takes over us until we are more consumed by the dark things by putting it out into the world like it's it's helpful to me to be to be vulnerable in a way where I talk about you know my physical injuries where I talk about like my feeling of like disappointment in myself and my weakness and laziness not in a sense of like oh I'm I'm you know worth pitying or you should feel bad for me but rather in a sense of like expressing these things is healthy and good and you you should do it and you don't always have to do it in terms of conversation sometimes you know you get that same expression and catharsis out in artwork for for David Lynch again like he is like the most like chill like odd guy and he's really into meditation and he's like the most like the way he talks it's like the world is just so beautiful and everything is amazing you watch his films there is that same beauty and strangeness and quirkiness and some really evil dark violent stuff as well because for him he doesn't ever feel like talking is the way to express his ideas he doesn't feel like that's the most beneficial way and he also thinks that people should experience art on that sort of subconscious level as well to draw their own conclusions and understand it in their own way so they can actually get in touch with their psyche with their with their ego with their shadow self and you know engage with it and bring it out to the light and kind of go okay well that made me feel this way and you know that's a part of who I am and I need to recognize that and accept it before I you know you can't just like ignore the demon in the basement you've got to kind of shine some light on it and purge it out of yourself in some way and I think that's a really beautiful sentiment and something I definitely agree with but also you know talking is a is an important way for me to understand things this is a journal uh, understand things this is a journal for me this is a way that I understand the world and you know it helps me put the ideas that I'm thinking about out there you know, it's not like they're all original ideas. A lot of them are just coming from my interaction with other people's thoughts and other people's artwork. And, uh, you know, I don't want to like lecture people. That's not what this is for. I just want to sort of proffer my own ideas and get it out there. And I think like, you know, having that sense of discipline and, uh, you know, having that sense of discipline in your life for, for your craft but also for, you know, what you do, how you work, your, um, you know, keeping yourself physically fit and uh, mentally and emotionally fit, you know, you're, you're disciplined in that way, you exercise your mind um, as well as your emotions. And another one that I'm trying to understand that I guess I can't really speak about at length, but at some point I may talk about it with someone else is your spirituality like a sense of like the spiritual self which I'm I'm coming to understand not in a way of like I'm finding religion or any sort of like new age um bullshit but but really in a sense of like we are spiritual beings and we yearn for you know some kind of spiritual experience with ourselves with other people and that's really important too that you can have some kind of discipline in that sense and i mean you know religion can be a great 
way of doing that because it has a rigor to it. It has a discipline. It has a practice. And that is ultimately what discipline comes down to in any aspect of your life. And what you do is to practice, is to continue putting it into motion, you know, what your desires are, um, you know, having life experiences that are not just sitting on the internet all day and feeling sorry for yourself, but, you know, moving towards an ideal state of mind, one that like, you know, one, an ideal state that is worth, um, is worth it to you. It is, is where you want to be. And I think that, I think that it's possible and I think I'm starting to see that. So, you know, if you're looking for, God, it really sounds like an infomercial. If you're looking for freedom in your life, why not try discipline? But I truly, I truly do understand now, like, or feel like I understand that to have one, you must have the other. Like I was watching my neighbor, (coughs) sorry, I was watching my neighbor. Um, he's been away for two weeks and there's no dividing fence between our houses and that's because his fence was dodgy he pulled it down and in the meantime because you know he has a good relationship with myself and my sister who owns the house uh he mows our lawn and waters it and takes good care of it and you know i wish i could say that i offer him some kind of valuable service in return but i would like to think friendship is one of those but you know he came back after two weeks of being away we'd had some like hectic rain and the 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 grass was just out of control so it took him like a good three hours or something to mow all the lawns but i just saw him out there on his ride on lawnmower like drinking beer and i just knew that within him was just like a a sense of peace because he works a damn hard physical job and he came home and he just got on that lawnmower and it was like that's what it's all worth and that might sound like so kind of like funny or just like ridiculous in a way but I just felt it I just felt like this is like a person who has some sense of that that combination of discipline and freedom and hey if that's the form it takes then hey that's a a lyrical uh, beautiful thing to me despite how strange and mundane it might be and I think you know that that imagery that I'm concocting for you right now like that's the kind of things that I see in the real world that inspire me that inspire me to think oh that I should pick up my camera and capture this and I guess it's through this lens that you know I feel like I'll be able to move forward and continue to continue to grow in that way that I can express myself meaningfully in a way that I haven't been able to for so long and I hope that you know you get something useful out of this episode and I just think it's worth reflecting on you know within your own life do you if you are feeling that sort of sense of like wastefulness or like okay things aren't really where I wish they were is it I'm not saying you know, I know I'm not saying firmly line in the sand. I'm not saying maybe you need to work harder at what you do, but maybe, I don't know, maybe there needs to be more of a sense of like discipline and to reach some accomplishment in your life. And, you know, when, as looking, looking towards art creation, 
think about those you know ideas of um, how you can approach building up a discipline building up some kind of mastery of your craft over time by doing a little bit every single day or you know a few times a week whatever it needs to be consider that and try those out and maybe you will find a different sense of accomplishment because if what you've got right now is not working you've got to go out and find something else and hey I've just given you four or five ways to go and try that right now or maybe it's two or three (laughs) I can't quite remember so go give it a go and um you know let me know what you let me know how it goes for you thank you for listening and I will uh chat to you all very soon Thank you for listening to The Mirror. The Mirror seeks to provoke questions around the way we create and experience art. And it's my sincere hope that in some way it helps you in your own creative practice and perhaps your life beyond. If this project reaches you in some way, helps you reflect or reframe, or indeed provokes any kind of feelings within you, I'd love to hear from you about it via the contact form on my website. I really appreciate your engagement with The Mirror You can support me and the work that I do by becoming a sustaining member for as little as $40 a year by signing up at justinreed.com.au slash support. You will help me continue to create exceptional work, feel great about directly funding compelling art, and you'll also receive a bunch of great benefits, including access to exclusive films, artworks, and behind-the-scenes material on my membership platform that you can't experience anywhere else discounts on my online store and higher tier subscribers even get free access to all of my premium films before anyone else so become a sustaining member and sign up at justinreed.com.au support you can also support the show by subscribing to my youtube channel and listening to full episodes of the mirror there complete with meditative original visuals created just for this project Our fantastic music is written, produced, and performed by Annalisa Vetrunio, with drums contributed by Giacomo Greco. All of these details and links are included in the episode description. And until next time, I hope you're out there creating great work on your terms. I'm Justin Reed, and you have been listening to The Mirror.